0: No. Amen. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, man. I hope everyone had an awesome and great week. Um, I did There's one back in okay. That's what everybody, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, listen. You know we got to shut this thing up, right? Yeah, we got to get off on the right foot, man. It's like making stew. You know your favorite stew, amen. It's like making your favorite stew, and that's how I look at this Bible sometimes when I open it, man. It's just so full of ingredients, man. And then if you stir it up right, watch well, you, It starts smelling good. And then when you taste of it, it'll make you feel so, so good. You know, you could be just down to the floor, low, down to the floor. You know, for Mississippi floor, low in your feelings, in your thinking, in your finances, in your whatever. But if you open it, so it's so full of ingredients. Oh, my Lord. Good God. Now, I'm going to say that again. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend.
1: Hey, Amen. Amen.
0: That's right. You see, we're trying to send something from this kingdom into the heaven kingdom, right? That's where he's at. He's sitting on his throne, watching over us, providing for us, doing so much for us, doing things for us. You know, that stuff up there right now, Sister Sadie, got your your name on it. Got your name on it. What are you talking about, Brother Wolf? Hey, full of blessings for all of us. 'cause we are his children. And he said, I'll take care of my children. Whatever you need, just call on me. I'll take care of you. Someone said I'm good morning to you once again. I am honored to be here. Thank you, Robinson Avenue Baptist Church, for inviting Lighthouse. Thank you, Lighthouse, for being here with your pastor today. I am a product of Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. Amen. And and I say that proudly. I say that proudly because I serve alongside of some of you that are still here. And no, they didn't kick me out of the church. And no, I didn't run away from the church. <laughs> Even though I tried a couple of times. Just couldn't get away, you know. He kept me right here. So, I left because there was a different calling on my life. Of my life. And for those of you that don't know me, my name is Roy Harris, and I accepted my calling right here in this field. Some of you are still here. I accepted my call to preach the gospel at every opportunity, and I, and and I, I, you know, I'm so proud of that fact. I am. It, uh, it, it was not part of something that I wanted to do, but God had a divine plan. Already set aside for me. And I tried to get away from that. I really did. Just I tried to get away from It Just then. Good. But I heard him when he said to me, Don't you leave this place tonight until you think what I call you to do? Amen. Yeah, he speaks to us. He speaks to us. Sometimes he speaks to to us through his word. Sometimes he speaks, you know how he speaks to us. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. He'll send someone else to speak on his behalf. You know, and every time God is speaking, I try to listen. And I don't do so well sometimes with like that, you know, because I'm a knucklehead. I'm a knucklehead. You are too. Every one of you. Your knucklehead, this room is full of misfits. Yeah. One is that you're going to get a chance to tell your story about how it was. Amen. A room for the mystery. But I tell you what, I thank God for the misfit. All the different personalities. My wife and I, you know, we were making our way over here to Robinson Avenue Baptist Church House, and uh, I said something to her, and, you know, I said, you know, my reply back to her was this. It doesn't matter about denomination. It doesn't matter if you're non-denominational or whether or not you're Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian or Catholic. What matters is your relationship, our relationship with the Creator. You know, whether or not, what matters is whether or not, you know, you you spend time talking to the Father, yeah, yeah, in the name of His Son, by the workings of the Holy, Holy Spirit. That's what matters. So when I was preparing for this sermon, you know, I, 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 I was, what, what what, would you have me to speak on? What would you have me to speak on? And then I heard him when he said, I want you to turn everyone in the house of worship. Turn them to me. And then I want you to turn them to each other. Yeah! Ooh. Mm. Mm. Did you hear that? I want you to tie them to each other. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to look up. Everybody, if the blood is still running warm, warm, warm in your veins, you need to look up. That's where he's at. And now you can look down. He sits high, and he's able to reach low. No matter how low, he's able to reach you. Yes, he is. Yes, he can. And then I want you to take and look to your right. Look to your left. Look at somebody. Look at somebody. Look at somebody. Look at your wife. Look at your husband. Look at your girlfriend. Your children. Then tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you for your brothers and sisters. You see, we're in this together. We're in this together. And and Pastor Roy didn't come here to stir things up and turn this person against that person or turn the preacher against me or me against him, beacons against beacons. No! There's too many church houses out there that's got that kind of stuff going on. I'm going to turn you to each other. And I'm going to say, I not you. And then I'm going to say, you are my brothers and sisters in Christ and without you I'm going to die. with you, I am somebody. But see, we're that kind of somebody that God is looking for to tell just anybody about His same Jesus. That's the kind of body we are. The body of Christ. Uh, the, The psalmist, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Glory to His name. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." Psalm one twenty-two and one. And my brothers and sisters, it is is truly a blessing to be in this house of worship once again. Amen. And you know, I'm that kind of preacher. If the Spirit is moving, and I can see that he's moving, y'all excuse me. I'm going to get in on that, okay? Y'all, y'all don't mind, do you? You don't mind. because see, I'm being led. I'm being guided. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or oh, just that like plain Laura Harris would have gotten up here and do what I'm doing to do. Today. No! Uh-uh, not me. Don't tomorrow, I'll be shopping. I, praise the Lord, sister. It's good to know that about the only one in here that was a sinner. Amen. <laughs> yes, Lord. You see, God, He He, he hates the sin, but He loves the sinner. Mm. He loves the sinner. So, give an honor to God, to Pastor norm, and just by your believers. I thank God this morning. I do want thank God for allowing us, for allowing us to be able to have this assembly, to have this meeting, to have this gathering. One more time. Amen. One more time. You see, today is the 10th of November. Good God, look at this. November is almost done, amen. Then in December, we will start a brand new year. So what I want to say to you today is this. Don't wait till day 1, 2020, to start making changes in your life. Do it now. Do it right now. Do it right now. But right while you have time. Right now. So when day 1 comes, you'll step into that new year with a new beginning, a new outlook, a new perspective, and how you should live your life as a born-again Christian. That's what it's all about. Yes, I thank God to him be the honor and the praise. This morning, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. So, before we get into the sermon text this morning, let us go to the morning prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, our Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We honor you once again. For the things you are doing in the the lives of these that are here today. Creator of all things, both heaven and earth, help us this day, I pray, to see ourselves and those around us. Through your eyes, O Lord, the eyes of love, through your your eyes and your spirit, oh glory to your name, your spirit is welcome in this, your place of worship, and we thank you for forgiveness. Of our sin with Thanksgiving, Amen, Amen. My sermon text was taken from the Book of Hebrews and Book of Romans and Ephesians and so forth and so on. But I, I, my main purpose this morning is will be uh, the Hebrew writer, the Book of Hebrews. Uh, well, it was written to a group of first-century Christians who were in danger given up. And, and as, as Christianity spread back during that time, the new converts found themselves being tested. They were being tested. They were being persecuted. They, they faced physical assault. And, and they had their personal belongings and different taken things from, taken from them because they were Christians. And then they were even thrown in prison. And some believers accepted that adversity, according to the the history writers, with joy. And then others wavered. Wavered. Now I want you to catch that word, and then I would ask that you follow along with me this morning. I would ask that you listen to me with an attentive ear. You see, we have a tendency to do a thought sometime. And we're just with that kid in the classroom. Come on, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> You're teach it you know you got about 10 seconds with that kid, right? Yeah, about 10 seconds. So I'm hoping and I'm asking and praying too, but I have more than just 10 seconds with you this morning because I need your ear and I need your heart. Because, see, we're living in some perilous times. We're living in some times of uncertainty. We're living in times where the churches are falling apart. The people are pulling away from the body for whatever reason. We don't want to give God the chance that He's asking. Not men, but the chance that He's asking for. So, accepted their adversity joined in others they wavered. Now, wavering just simply means that they they were back and forth with the faith, back and forth with the faith. In other words, they they were in a state of uncertainty. Now, I want to ask you a question right now, and I hope, and I'm not looking for you to answer me. I hope that that's not you. But is there anyone in your life right now that you know that they their faith is moving? They're back and forth, they're in and out. Is there anyone that you know this morning that that should be here because they are physically able and capable of being here? And I'm not looking for you to answer. But I want you to think about that as we move forward. Because in a few minutes, I'm going to explain that to you. I'm going to come back to that. That wavering, that in and out, that faith, that, that's just that God kind faith. And, and, you know, in, in the Bible at James, chapter 1, and verse 6, I'm going to read a new King James. This is what he said. And James, the half brother, Jesus, made a lot of sense to me when I read that. He
1: said, But let us,
0: but let us let ask in faith. But ask in faith. With no doubt. No doubt. Ask in faith. With no doubt. For we who doubt is like a wave of the sea. Driven and taught. That's what's happening with the body of Christ today. Well, quiet in here. Uh, I want to encourage you. I came to preach to you. I didn't come to judge you. And I don't want you to judge me. No. I, I don't want you to sit there and say, well, who invited this man into this house to I didn't come here to judge anyone, but I came here to turn you to your neighbor. Turn you to your neighbor. I came here to encourage you. I came here to turn you to God Almighty. And I I say to you, we cannot have a faith that is waiting. We cannot have somebody said who said right. Somebody said it. Somebody said it. it. See, we gotta put that devil on the run. We gotta get him out of the church house. Or he'll come in here. Yes, he will. and he'll make himself comfortable in your church house, sitting right next to you. Oh, yeah. Walking just like everybody else, just like the man of God is working, he's working too. We're to trying to tear down everything that God is trying to build out. We cannot have a faith that is wavering. We cannot doubt God. There's no doubt in him. That's out of character for God. So as we finish up this new year, this this old year 2019, you look at your life. You look at where you come from. You look at where you are right now. And then you question yourself about your relationship with God. And then you question yourself about your relationship with your brothers and sisters. And if there's any work that you need to do, then you be about that work. You take care of that, then. Before 2020 comes, while the blood is still running warm in your veins, right now, in, a, in other words, yes, sir, yes, sir. See, the truth shouldn't hurt you. It should motivate you. It should motivate you, glory. No, it should motivate you. Yes, yeah. you see, what man didn't make me a preacher. Glory, mm. hallelujah. Mm. No, he can't take credit for this. You can't take credit for what's going on in here. You can't take credit for how my mind was renewed. You can't take credit for how my heart is fixed. What am I saying? We cannot have a wavering kind of faith. We cannot have a doubting kind of faith. And when we walk into 2020, we need to walk into 2020. a faith that believes, yes, he can, and yes, he will, and yes, I will serve him with every ounce of blood in my body as long as I'm breathing. Listen, I'm going to serve my God and I'm going to serve my brothers and sisters. Serve my brothers and sisters. And listen, church, oh my goodness, can I, can I speak to the church? Can I speak to the church? Just a little while around, can I speak to the church this morning? You see, God called Christians to avoid any kind of discrepancy. Avoid discrepancy Between but they, they say they believe, and what they
1: practice.
0: And yet plenty of people who identify themselves as Christians are not acti- actively involved in local congregational, in the local congregational, congregation with other believers. <laughs> you got just a handful and a load to men. Now, you might ask me, you know, well, how did you come up with this, friend? Listen, he speaks to you just like he speaks to me. <laughs> this is not your pocket training. I didn't just pull this out of my pocket. You see, I spent some time in prayer, just in case you're wondering, and I know somebody is. Well, how? Yes, sir. How, how did he come up with this? So, uh, we're solid as a rock. Jesus was too. But out of the twelve, there was one. Ooh. Full of the devil. <laughs> and Jesus did. there. But he never named this man. But see, you got to know what you're working with, and you got to know who's working against you. Come to steal, right? Yeah. Kill. He's destroyed. That's his mission in life. So, you know, you've got some Christians that are, you know, saying one thing but doing something else. Yes, sir. In other words, many Christians, and I'm talking to believers now, I'm talking to the people of God when I make the statement right here. And many, many Christians, many Christians seem to, to regard regular participation in the local church as an option. Can I get an amen on that? Yes, come on, somebody. You see, and that kind of they needs to change. Well, we've got to change that way of thinking because, see, that's not how God sees it. That's not how God wants us to see it. You see, when we look at His Word and we read here in Scripture, that tells us how we are to form that body. How we are to operate in that body. He tells us whose body it is. It's the body of Christ. And, and my goodness, you know, in, in the things that I do and bring to the body of Christ, I shouldn't want to harm the body of Christ. But you got so many believers out there in Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. It's sad. It really is. It's sad. You know it. You've seen it. You see, I came here today not to turn you against me or turn you against each other. Not to turn you against your to the teacher, but to turn you to God. Turn you to God. You want this ministry to grow? It'll grow when we line ourselves up the way God has us in our lives. That's any ministry. That's any ministry. Listen. Listen. Teaching, are you keeping track of me? Who is it today, Pastor Norm? Well, you got track of me. I know you got somebody of me. I, I see that little trap door back First, he's tracking me today. That's all right. See, I know the, the Cowboys don't play just the I checked that out before I came. And I know there's a bunch of Cowboys fans in here today. Amen. That's the only team in the NFL.
1: <laughs> my partner, back for
0: you. Yes, Lord. Amen. I don't know what well, it's going to be tough today. <laughs> Listen, listen, spiritual maturity. Let's focus on that just for a minute, and then I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to move kind of at a pace, you know, that it's going to be okay for us, you know, and, and I'm going to get us through this because I know that everybody's ready to get up and get out of here. But just stay with me just for a few minutes longer, please. Spiritual maturity. And it, 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 it is something we as believers should all strive for. And I know you are. I know you are. But listen, you know, Paul said this in in Ephesians at the, the fourth chapter. He said that Christians should live together, minister together, work together in community. Just to be of faith. So that, that's an experience. See, there's, there's going to be an experience, you see, when we're working together, when we get on one accord, and we're working together and not working against one another, you see, and then we're striving, we're striving, we're trying to reach something, we're trying to reach spiritual maturity, you see, something's going to happen. And see, when we do that, that's the only way we can experience of Christ. That's the only way we can work, experience the fullness of Christ is working together. You see, the Bible says this, and I know you read it. And I, this morning, there's nothing that I have already said uh, uh, it's, not, it's not new to you. I know you've heard these things before. I know you have. And the Bible scripture that I'm reading, you've heard it before. But I want to bring it back again and I want us to listen to it together. You, you see, the Bible says walk in unity. To the believers, that should mean to, to the believer. Because, first of all, to, you know, just to make it simple, that means we're not living like the world. These folks out here, they aren't together. Everybody's in a hurry. People want to take what you got, what you don't work hard for. And not one wants to respect anyone anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, even the kids in the school. I can now go crazy. Using language that, that drunk rangers and special forces and infantry guys, criminal guys, partners. <laughs> guys. I thought I was <laughs> going to leave you back there with those mark No! all <laughs> the uniform soldier. The children are using that stuff today. What does that tell you? We don't stop teaching at home. Biblical teaching. What does that tell you? That, that these folks aren't sitting in somebody's church house on a Sunday morning hearing the gospel come across. They aren't they aren't getting that. They're getting everything but that. And then these little children are being lost along the way, left unguarded. spiritual material. We walk in unity. Ephesians 4, 11, and it it reads like this. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping, for the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children
1: tossed
0: to and fro and carried by, about with every wind of God, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceit, plotting, but of mystery. I want you to hear this. Paul, at verse 15, he said this, but speaking the truth, speaking the truth in love may grow up and all things are to him who is the head, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body. The edifying of itself in love. Listen, that's comforting. That God would trust us like that. That He would trust us with something so precious the body of Christ. But not only that, he, He supplied us. He gave us teachers, and He gave us prophets, and He gave us preachers, and he gave us, he gave us everything that we need to make the body grow. My brothers and sisters, God is trying to do something. He's trying to do a new thing. He's trying to do a new thing. You see, when He sees this body of Christ, he sees it strong and more mature. That's how he sees us when he looks at us. But like I said, you know, the devil will get in here. Satan will come in here and he'll start to stuff. But see, we need to speak against that devil. Anytime he shows up, we need to rebuke him. We need to rebuke him. And then we need to pray for him. We need to pray that God will soften his heart. You see, Satan gets into the human body and he operates that body to do some foolish and crazy things. Inside the body that is fully functional. Inside the body that is healthy and wanting to grow. But because that devil is moving and busy doing this thing, that's out grow. It can't grow. People start staying home. Well, I'm not going to church over there. I'm not going to church over here. Because Satan. Busy. Now watch this. Watch this. You see where, when 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 Christians isolate themselves from the rest of the body, they in fact delay their own maturity. But not only that, not only that, they slow down the growth of the entire body when they do that. Now I know that's not happening here at Robinson Avenue. Either. I know it's not. That's not how it's not happening like that at at, at Lighthouse or First Baptist, the Methodist Church, Presbyterian, other churches that lost. It's not happening like that. You know, you you don't have those folks that are separating themselves from the body, isolating themselves from the body. You don't have that. You don't have that. You don't have that. that. Folks are working hard to try to make the body. God has given every Christian, every Christian, grace in the form of, of, of spiritual gifts. Every Christian. Every Christian. Apostle Paul said this at the 12th chapter of Romans, verse 6. Have indeed, have indeed gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. And and, and he went on to talk about the different gifts. He named them. He named them gifts of prophecy, gifts of ministry, gifts of preaching, gifts of exhortation. He named them. But he said, let us use them. Now, my question to you this morning is simply this. Are you using the gift? Are you exercising your gift to grow this body? Are you doing all that you can do to make this body healthy? is. If you are not actively engaged in the body of Christ, you will not be touched and strengthened by the gift, gift of others. Get that now. Get that. If you aren't actively because see, it takes all the gifts working together. Don't, don't, in, in, see, all this stuff intertwines and connects. That's why I told you, stay with me, because I'm going to cover a lot of territory. I'm going to cover a lot of information. You see, he has given us all these gifts of service. The guy that operates this piano over here, that choir that sings up here, so beautifully this morning. You know, those deacons that move around, the people that support this pastor right here. Uh, that's, a, that's a gift of service. And it makes a difference. It keeps the body healthy. And move in the way the body needs to move forward. forward. And more importantly, you know, these folks said that, you know, because they aren't exercising their gifts, you know, they won't be strengthened by other people's gifts. But more importantly, you will not be using the gift God has given you. The church needs your gift. your gift. Pray. If you, if you aren't ex- exercising some kind of gift here, here. Robinson Avenue Baptist Church White House, Christian Church, First Baptist, Methodist, Catholic. If you aren't exercising your gift, pray to God. You can employ that gift in this body. In this body, White House, Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever church, denomination, or non-denomination, use your gifts. Grow the body. Edify the Lord. Edify the body. Mm, the church needs your gift. Now see, the church can only grow when all the members are con- contributing to. In the unique way, God has equipped each each person. That's the only way to church. That's the only way to church. How do you know that, preacher? God told me. The Holy Spirit build it to me. This is not my first road to yell. I realized this when I was Holding that body down. Got a pin to the mat. The church needs you. Scripture tells us that a healthy form, a healthy form of, of, of peer pressure, peer pressure can change us when, when we participate in something larger than ourselves. So, a healthy peer pressure, exercising your gifts healthy peer pressure can keep this body healthy and this ministry will thrive, grow and develop I by the Roy Harris the deep we can grow together and do the things See, for we are around people who consider one another in order to spur up love and good works, exalting one another, is how we are challenged to grow in Christ. The local church is God's primary theme for such a spiritual form of transformation, The local church. What does it say that in the well, if you want to look at it with me, it's in Hebrew. And then I'm getting ready to close. I'm almost to the ending of this. It's in Hebrew, chapter 10. You know, it's a lonely world out there for a preacher, for a pastor. It is. It really is. And I didn't realize just how lonely it was until I became along the world. It is. And it seems like sometimes, you know, even though you got your family around you, it seems like you don't even have a family It seems like everybody hates
1: you. The
0: congregation hates you. They're always saying bad things about you. They're never loving on you. Never caring anything about you. You see, I came here today to try to tear this church out.
1: <laughs> well, beloved
0: <laughs> yes, we will uh, That's what I want to do. I want to love on you. I want to encourage you. You know, it, it's been a long road, a long hard road. And we've had our storms, trials and tribulations, uh, people in the body getting sick. We've had folks dying, people who ended up with cancer, and, and just so forth and so on. There's so many things. You see, but, you know, love will prevail. It'll prevail. And, and there's strength in that. Because, see, when I know you love me, I'm going to love you back. I'm going to love you back. And I'm going to keep trying to love you, even though you don't or may not love me the way God says we should love. I'm going to still love you back. I'm not going to poke you in the eye. Mm-mm. There's enough eye poking going on. There's too much eye poking. We need to stop poking each other in the eye. We need to start loving each other the way we speak to love, you see. The Hebrew writer said this at, at chapter 10. He said, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love. The good world. See, there needs to be some consideration. For that love, you, to stir up love, you really, you really gotta you know think about that other person. With some love, you know, be considered of one another in order to stir up love and good work, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of song, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church, he's coming back. Jesus is on his way back. There ain't no doubt about it. Jesus is on his way back. And one day, one day, he will come back. But no man knows that time. No man. So I say to you this morning, some assembly is required. Some assembly is required. See, we want these body to be strong. That's the only way we're going to be able to withstand the devil and the things that he's trying to do to the body of Christ. You see, when we stand together, we pull together, we're strength in numbers. And see, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. And when we're operating in the spirit of holiness, there's power in that and, and, and finally as I'm getting ready to close on a very very personal level very personal level perseverance your, your ability to stay the course as a Christian is directly linked to your participation in the body of Christ now don't miss that don't miss that so everybody in the house should have said amen. Hey, everybody. I'm telling you, if you are born-again Christian, because that's a true statement right there. It is linked to your participation. That's how we that's a deal. everybody working together. Working together. Everybody doing their fair share to keep this body healthy, to help this body to grow. Watch this. You go like this. I went in got to talk about his movement. a little Satan is constantly seeking ways to deter you. He, there, he'll show you, you're on the Satan now. You're moving the way you're supposed to be going. And then all of a sudden, there's a detour. And because you aren't really paying attention because you're distracted by the world and everything that's going on in the world. And you don't hear the Lord when he, he, He's saying to you, no, go straight, go straight, go straight. You take that left. God's people, they are being detuned from the path that God has. That body of God. We would hurt the body of God. But I know that's not you. So those who fail to meet regularly with other believers would be more likely to give up in the face of temptation, discouragement, a problem. They are the ones. We got to show them how to stay on the straight And yeah, you see, I can't tell somebody to stay on the straight and narrow. (laughs) (laughs) You can't point someone in the right direction and things aren't right in your life. You can't do that. That's being hypocritical.
1: hypocritical. And
0: that's not the nature of a Christian. That's not what we're made of. So this morning I'll leave you with this. If you are actively connected to a local community of believers, you're actively connected. Stay connected. Stay connected. Stay involved. The body of Christ needs you. Stay involved. Exercise the gifts. The body of and, and, and if you are not actively connected to a community of believers, prayerfully, prayerfully, take the next step. Doing a church. Get involved. body of Christ is universal. It's huge. And we're connected to it. And we got a part to play. And listen, this may be my last time standing before you, uh, before this year ends. You know, not that I'm getting ready to go, somewhere. I hope you haven't call me out before I met. You know, I still feel like i got a little bit of work left in me, but it's so close to the end of this. Looking at your pastor, he's ready to get back up and ride in that saddle again. Amen. Giddy up. Yes, sir. I can see it all over me. So, yes, sir. We're praying for that to happen. But I want you to be encouraged this morning and know that you are somebody and you didn't make yourself somebody. Through the workings of the Almighty Christ at Calvary's cross, what he did what he did for you. He did for me. He did it for all. And see, no one could turn that off. He didn't have anyone there to speak for him. No one spoke on his behalf, and he didn't really care. But see, he understood his assignment. Because when it was all said and done, he told his disciples. He said, I got to go. I'm going to have to leave you. you no, know, you can't leave. Or you, I must go. But when I leave, Ooh, I'm coming back again. But listen, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to send somebody. Huh? Did you get yours yet? Did you get your Holy Spirit yet? See, that's the peace that will hold you together in your trials and your tribulations. You see, when this world says, I don't like you, I don't love you, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Jesus and God is saying, Yes, 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 my child, I got you. So let him hide you behind the cross. So if you here this morning and and you're not sure about which way you should go, and if the Lord spoke something through me to you this morning, that another little plane, you know, something kind of plane stuff, don't put it out. Keep that thing, and ask God to just flame it up. Ask God to. For everything that's going on in your life and the life of this community of people. To God be the glory, To God be the honor and the glory because of what you're doing to magnify Him, to build this body. Amen. Robinson Avenue Baptist Church, I thank you. I do this morning again for the opportunity to stand before you one more time. Pastor, thank you. White House, thank you for being here with me this morning. You know, I didn't come here to judge you anymore. I want you to be here to come. Because I love this body. You know, we're trying to go home. But we're on our way home. Amen. Yeah, we just stopped by for a little while. We're on our way home. Amen. Thank you.